2: from KQED.
1: Welcome back to Forum. I'm Mina Kim. Despite the arrival of the coronavirus vaccine, Governor Gavin Newsom warned yesterday that the state is, quote, not at the finish line. California faces a worsening shortage of ICU beds, with less than 6% capacity remaining statewide. Here to tell us more about how hospitals are coping with the virus surge, particularly in hard-hit Southern California, is L.A. Times reporter Ron Lynn, who has also been reporting about concerns about the widespread flouting of lockdown rules in some parts of the state, which health officials say is impeding the battle against the virus. Ron Lynn, thanks so much for joining us.
2: Sure thing. Glad to be here.
1: So, tell us about the situation in Los Angeles County first, which now has like fewer than a hundred beds available in a county with ten million people.
2: Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, across Southern California, we have you know less than two percent of ICU bed capacity and in LA county like you said we have fewer than 100 beds uh, icu beds available uh, as, as of Monday there were only 95 available and the concern is that I mean, we're already seeing situations in which ambulances are waiting up to 6 hours to offload patients at the emergency room wow. situations in which people have to uh, because it's so backloaded that people that patients are asked if they can if they can uh, to get up and and get walk into the emergency room and wait in the lobby because there's no beds in the emergency room. Um, so this is, you know, getting to a point where it's, uh, you know, it's pretty, it's, it's it's, a crisis. It's not an overwhelming though, uh, like what we saw in New York City and in Northern Italy, but the concern is that, you know, we're getting close to there. Um, you know, Southern California as a region it actually has, you know, double the number of cases per 100,000 people than the Bay Area. So it's in a much more critical stage of the pandemic than in the Bay Area.
1: Yes. And so is this, I mean, is this the Thanksgiving surge that uh, health officials were warning us about? Is that what we're seeing right now? Or did that, did that peak hit and we're just continuing to go up?
2: So what we're seeing right now is from the Thanksgiving surge. So we, uh, it takes about two weeks for people who get sick, For them to get sick enough to to get in the hospital, so that's what we're seeing right now. Um, We know in in Southern California, in Los Angeles County, there were efforts to try to crack down on, you know, to try to prevent us from getting, you know, to the situation. We saw that over Thanksgiving, uh, as you as you might have uh, heard, there there were situations in which the LA County uh, banned outdoor restaurant dining, which came as which was very unpopular but uh, was put into place. And a week before, much of the state was put into a regional stay-at-home order. There were other efforts, including, you know, reducing the amount of people going into retail space. So the hope is, is that uh, the combination of all of these stay-at-home orders will cause um, uh, daily new daily cases to start leveling off by christmas but that doesn't really resolve all the people who got infected over thanksgiving Mm. Uh, we've also seen there's a big different cultural difference i mean i'm based in in the bay area but i i i traveled to to la um you know a little bit earlier this year and the kind of the the natural view of things you know politically in terms of your everyday view there's there's a lot more skepticism about wearing masks there's a lot more kind of public resistance. To the idea of you know having to, to, to stay home, um, what we saw uh, when there was a ban on outdoor dining, there was a uh, a lot of the restaurant owners were were furious about it, and there was a lawsuit um, in L.A. County Superior Court. So that we we've seen the situation where in Manhattan Beach um, there's been a this kind of this war so to speak between the Manhattan Beach city officials who really want outdoor dining uh, to continue uh, versus L.A. County public health officials who say that. You know, outdoor dining is just not something we can do right now if we're seeing you know ICUs overwhelmed. So one of the things that the city of Manhattan Beach did, you know, you've seen, you know, in lots of places throughout the state, uh, restaurants taking over you know portions of the street to for restaurant dining. To kind of get around that, uh, the city of Manhattan Beach said, okay, we're gonna we're gonna basically <laughs> claim that these outdoor dining areas that were really property of the restaurant, we're gonna going to call them public outdoor eating areas. And so now the county has said, well, wait a second, you guys are trying to really get around this at a time when even in Manhattan Beach, on the coast, you've seen your Coronavirus case rates, you know, triple since mid September, this is not a good thing. They want, um, they would like Manhattan Beach to reverse itself.
1: You know, you're making me want to put this question out to listeners. I mean, you're talking about how health officials are saying we're at the deadliest time of the pandemic, the deadliest surge that we have ever seen. And yet at the same time, you're describing all this pushback and all these efforts to try to to basically say, hey, we're not going to follow this and to get support for that. And I'm wondering, listeners, what you think the disconnect is, why right now that message from health officials that we should we should, you know, stay home, only go to work, school, exercise, or just essential activities, only do those things. Why that message doesn't really seem to be breaking through at this point in the year. Also, if you have any questions about the recent coronavirus surge for for Ron Lynn or or ways that you yourself are reacting and and changing your own behavior this holiday season. You can call us at 866-733-6786. Again, 866-733-6786. You can get in touch on Twitter or Facebook at KQED Forum, or email your questions to forum at kqed.org. I mean, Ron Lynn, in your reporting, you have some really incredible details of, you know, people at like the Thousand Oaks Mall, you know, gathering together to in in an indoor space to, to sing um, without masks or, uh, maybe outdoors as well. But still, you know, we know how, how high risk singing has been deemed by public health officials. One of the questions I do want to ask you is what, what happens at hospitals when they are filling up to the extent that you described at the top there? And and what are they so worried about in terms of their ability to handle what's coming next? Given the fact that as you say, so many public health officials say, yes, this is, we are, this is the beginning, like there is still more to come, it's going to get worse before it gets better.
2: That's right. And, you know, one of the things that we've known, I mean, people are asking, you know, where's the hospital ship and where's the surge hospital and, and in Southern California, one of the things that they've realized is that the, surge, the Navy ship uh, wasn't really that helpful. In fact, there are a number of restrictions that in, were involved in people getting onto the Navy ship, you know, you, you couldn't be elderly, uh, you had to be ambulatory, you couldn't, you couldn't have behavioral, you know, or uh, you couldn't have behavioral illnesses, uh, you couldn't even have COVID. So uh, what it became kind of clear was that uh, Southern California hospitals there is actually you know plenty of physical space. The question is you know do we have enough staff? And the the nurses, the the doctors, and the intensive care unit they are exhausted, you know working ten uh, months you know back to back on this pandemic. And so. There are certain things that, that Southern California hospitals, you know, can do. They can cancel scheduled uh, surgeries. They can keep critically ill patients in the emergency room just a little bit longer. But, it, you know, sometimes it's, you know, you know, many, many hours. You can try to send recovering ICU patients into the step-down units earlier You can also train nurses from elsewhere in the hospital to help out in intensive care. So maybe you move someone, an an ER nurse, and give them a refresher course and get them back into the ICU unit. And then you move other nurses around to backfill, you know, those positions. So that is uh, kind of a thing that can help. However, um, one of the things that, you know, there's this, uh, the, the, the person in charge of hospital preparedness in Santa Clara County, one of the things that he said is that, you know, a hospital system is like a balloon. It can actually swell to deal with the uh, demand, but the balloon has already been swelling for many months. And one of the things that we know with balloons, at a certain point, it pops, and it's not subtle when it happens. And that is the concern. The concern is that it, when you um, when you fill up a hospital too much, you know, you, you you can maybe right, you know, you can get away with maybe what you ideally want is one ICU nurse to one critically ill patient, so you know, you can get it up to two, um, you know, maybe even three at a, at a time. But when you get a, into a situation, you know, maybe like in New York City at the beginning of the pandemic, where you have seven patients to an ICU nurse, that is a recipe for trouble. That is when things get stretched so much that the risk is, is that more people uh, are going to die um, as a result of just the the hospital systems being stretched too thin.
1: Yeah, we've done quite a bit on just how much care uh, ICU patients, especially COVID patients need. And this listener tweets, there are many people claiming that if we just have more ICU beds, then we'll be able to keep businesses open. Are they not realizing that means more death? I mean, I think that's what you're describing, Ron And also, are they not realizing just the staffing capacity issues, as you describe? Let me go to Amy. Yeah, let me go to Amy in San Francisco. Hi, Amy.
0: Hi. um, I think that we have run out of patience, and it's illogical and self-defeating, but we did it in the Bay Area. We did a good job in the beginning, and we saw other places not paying attention or making the sacrifice, and now we sort of feel like we did our part, we're done. And we aren't done, but it feels like we should be.
1: Mm, So, Amy, you're kind of getting at why people are just... at this point, really not as interested in trying to follow the rules as before. It's really hard when, when you do a good job, other people are not. <laughs> I mean, similar disconnect. Daniel writes, the outdoor dining disconnect comes from allowing indoor retail to stay open with mitigation, same disconnect with churches. I mean, it's definitely been tough, right? Uh, we have been learning about what this virus does as as we go. And yes, some of the closures and, and other restrictions didn't necessarily make sense or were the best course of action at the beginning.
2: Yeah, I mean, one of the things that is is kind of interesting is that you know when they were trying to figure out, I mean, you saw this like in the last couple of months where health officials and elected officials really did not want to do another shutdown. They were like, you know, we hope we've we figured this out. If everyone wears their masks, uh, we're going to be okay. And they really and they really thought that. And as they were trying to figure out a new way to kind of close down, uh, you know, businesses, when they realized, you know, we got to close more things down. We need to get people so they're not mixing with other households. Uh, you know, they had they had a lot of decisions to make, and one of the decisions they had to make was uh, this this concept of you know, do we go back and close all the retail down, uh, including non-essential retail? Uh, but one of the things that they found from the springtime was that by you know basically only keeping places like Costco and Target open in addition to Safeways, is that you know those got super crowded. I mean, everyone probably remembers waiting in long lines to get in. And the idea behind this time was, you know, if we keep all retail open, that will make it easier so that, you know, big crowds don't form in front of these big box stores. But I get it. I mean, it is really confusing. And I mean, but the one thing to keep in mind is that we're living in an unprecedented time in which, you know, we've never really had a situation like this. And one of the things that health officials will say is, is that they really defend California's you know, aggressive stay-at-home approach. There are a lot of, you know, people who uh, uh, oppose it, who think it doesn't make any sense. But one of the things, if you you look at the cumulative number of cases per 100,000 residents and the cumulative number of deaths, you know, California actually has half the death rate of a place like Arizona, which had very permissive laws. And so, you know, their argument is that if you keep people uh, at home and you discourage them from going out as much, you're going to save a lot of lives.
1: Well, Robert writes, bad behavior is mostly influenced by bad behavior and lack of leadership at the top of government. Suzanne writes, why the disconnect? It's easy. We only hear about it in the news. I personally don't know anyone who's sick. It happens only on TV, so that's why. We're talking about the latest coronavirus surge and hospital capacity with Ron Lynn, reporter at Los Angeles at the Los Angeles Times. And also we're talking about public health officials becoming more and more concerned about what they see as widespread flouting of their shutdown rules. If you wanna join the conversation, 866-733-6786 is the number to call. Again, 866-733-6786. You can also get in touch on Twitter or Facebook at KQED Forum. Email your questions to forum at kqed.org. Let me go to Jonathan and- san jose hi jonathan
0: hi hi so you know thank you all for bringing this up and i think that you know when i talk to you know uh my students who you know they they post photos themselves going out and about you know eating or being in public you know you find that these are folks that you know they are the you know essential workers they're they're folks that are you know having to work and you know during this pandemic and so when they're off you know they want to enjoy themselves right and i think that you know, for me, this is just uh, a mark of, of living in a, a highly unequal society where, mm. you know, people who, you know, face these conditions are, are just trying to make uh, a way out of uh, trying to make sense of it. Right. And they've been working in these uh, precarious conditions and they're just trying to get some fresh, air. Not, to, not, not as an excuse. Right. But I think that's kind of at the bottom of, of why people choose this. And then you have, on the other hand, just people that feel inclined to be out and about. Right. So it's a, it's a mix of things for sure. Jonathan,
1: Thanks. Uh, Let me go to Joseph in San Mateo. Hi, Joseph. Hi, how are you? Well, go right ahead.
0: Uh, Yeah, I kind of spoke to someone briefly about this before, uh, but, you know, I'm a Southern California native uh, resident physician up here in the Bay Area. So intimately aware of the two, two, uh, you know, tale of two cities, so to speak. Um, And I think it has to do largely with the political heterogeneity in Southern California. There's pockets of... uh, more red um, areas i'm from orange county i know about it intimately um a lot of the beach cities are also a little more political uh political more conservative leaning and i think it's starting to uh, the pandemic fatigue is uh exacerbated in those areas and we're starting to see it rear its head and i think uh that versus the more um political homogeneity uh in the bay area um perhaps these two differences have something to do with the uh Staggering difference in uh, COVID cases.
1: Well, well, Joseph, thanks for those insights. I mean, John writes, My main concern is that our LA and Ventura County sheriffs refuse to enforce any of the state and county mandates, including restrictions on gathering and mask rules. Law enforcement needs to fully support our fight against this virus. What does your guest think about enforcing the mandates? Ron Lynn?
2: Yeah, that, that's an interesting question. I mean, uh, you know, some, some observers have said, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's one thing to, 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 you know, not really. You know, issue that many tickets. It's another thing to issue out. You know, um, statements saying. That, you know, pledging that you're not going to enforce that. Uh, one of the things, though, that health officials do say is that a lot of it is. This is going to rely on voluntary compliance. Um, you know, you know, we all, you know, most of us voluntarily, you know, pay our taxes. You know, the the whole stay at home order thing is not really going to work if you, um, if everyone collectively decides to rebel against it. And so, you know, um, I I know health officials are hoping that that people will voluntarily do it. And there is some initial data, the governor uh, mentioned, you know, earlier this week that there was some initial data suggesting that people are not moving as much as they did Mm -hmm. with the advent of the, the stay at home order from last week. So maybe hopefully that will help.
1: And in, in speaking of the governor, I mean, he is saying that he's he's seeing some benefit a little bit, maybe just the beginning from the shutdown order. He is defending it, as you said, um, other public officials are. He also gave that very grim statistic about ordering 5000 body bags and, and more you know, basically mortuary refrigerators, because they are preparing for the increase in deaths. And of course, the LA Times just reported today that we've broken our single day death record, again, of 295. I mean, so he is trying to, I think, use new language potentially to break through. But but one question I have is, as you mentioned, you know, you really need highly trained people to staff these beds. What what is California doing to try to get more people with the skills and training given the fact that basically you know almost the entire state's population is in the purple tier
2: yeah it's it's a tough uh call uh to make i mean one of the things that they've tried to do but not with very much success is you know tr- you know pleading to get you know people who have maybe just retired you know to come back in there there was a a mention that the government mentioned about you know, calling for help from overseas. Uh, there were some uh, murmurings of maybe getting help from medical professionals from Australia. Um, they have had a much better success and track record of dealing with, um, uh, with the coronavirus. And, you know, Australia and California have had uh, situations in which they've exchanged firefighters. So maybe uh, you know during the the peak of the fire season um and so maybe that that, that will help but it's a it's a pretty bleak uh, situation in terms of getting that help because you know that's the problem with the pandemic it hits the you know it's hitting the country uh, you know simultaneously if it was an earthquake maybe we could send some critical patients to arizona but that's not an option right now
1: and it sounds like basically across the board public health officials are saying it will get worse before it gets better they're all in agreement on that ronlin
2: that's right. Uh, we're really looking at Christmas and New Year's as being uh, a, a really difficult time for us.
1: Well, Ronlin, thanks for your reporting on this. You've just been reporting incessantly on this story, and I just really appreciate it.
2: Thanks so much. Thanks for having me.
1: Ronlin, a reporter for the Los Angeles Times, talking with us about this latest coronavirus surge and what it's doing to our hospitals. Thanks to Blanca Torres for producing, and thanks to our listeners for their questions and comments. I'm Mina Kim. This is Forum.